Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Howdy. Welcome to this week's Tej Talks episode. On today's episode, we have TJ Atkinson. You may recognize him from Facebook. You may recognize his alter ego, Tiance, with a wig on. This will make no sense unless you've seen his Facebook page. Um, but TJ is very honest and transparent on Facebook in every aspect of, of life, which is which is awesome and which is one of the reasons that I wanted to get him on the podcast. So today, I think he dropped some real fire. Now, he's failed or he's fallen at least three times you know in a big way in his businesses but he's picked himself up and come back better and stronger and more efficient i don't want to say he's come back bigger because he may have actually come back more lean and efficient and that's what matters so today's podcast is a real lesson in how to pick yourself up when things are going wrong you know as uh, alfred said to batman why did we fall, sir? So we can pick ourselves back up. And, you know, that's what this podcast is about. And TJ also goes into some detail about how to source deals um, and how he runs and operates and has grown his SA business uh, and also his training business. And lastly, how he gives back to his community and to the young kids of today who all the youths of today. Uh, right, so if you haven't left a review, please do. And if you want to invest with me, give me a shout. I always have lots of open deals. TJ, welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Thank you so much. Thank You're you one so letter much. away from being a Tej. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there one day. What do I have to do to qualify to uh, get there? You know what? I, I don't think we're not, we're not accepting any more applications. <laughs> no we're full up. The Tej gang is full up. Uh, um, no right, so you... When did, you, when did I first come across you? I think it was a, a few months ago. I saw you on Facebook mm. posting some very honest stuff. Now, I say that as if that's a surprise. <laughs> but I think generally speaking, on social media, there's a certain image or persona mm-hmm. a lot of people put out. But you were just like, and especially one of your posts on last week, was just raw and honest. Mm-hmm. So before we get into like what you're doing now in property and who you are, what were you doing before property and what led you into this industry? Aha. Uh-huh. Do you know what? I love that question. What was I doing before property? I was, do you know what? Everyone says the same thing. And I wanted to, I knew you were going to ask that question. So I wanted to come up with something a bit more fancy. Okay. I used to train elephants and Ooh, that sounds what I didn't. I, I wish I did. The truth is I was one of those typical entrepreneurs who knew he was always going to be an entrepreneur. So okay. we started off selling cookies and malwounds and stealing them from Sainsbury's. <laughs> so that's how I started my journey into, into business. Okay. So I understood that if you go into school, there are people that are going to want to eat a cookie or eat some sweets during lessons. Mm-hmm. And it didn't make sense to buy it because I didn't have the money to buy it. So I would buy it, I would steal it and sell it. I'm not recommending you do it. I'm just saying that's how I started, guys. Are you sorry though to Sainsbury's if they're listening? 
Nah, Sainsbury's, they'll be all right. <laughs> they'll be all right. But I always knew I needed to find an avenue to make money. So I've tried every single thing. I started off this specific company, which is the craziest thing ever, but made me so much money. But it just showed me that any person can genuinely change their life if they put some effort into it. And what company is what you talking about? It was a roller skating company. Okay. Check this. So I, I fell in hard times and I needed some money. And then just as if, regardless of whether you, whatever you believe, whether it's Jesus or the secret or law of attraction, I had a young man or a young lady that posted something through my door. So I think he was like a pizza leaflet. And I'm sitting there saying, I need money, I need money, I need money. Pizza leaflet comes through. I go and pick it up. And I'm like, oh my God, I need money. I'm going to do what the same person's doing. I'm going to go out and give leaflets. But I okay. thought, I've got to find a way to differentiate myself. Because I roller skate and I rollerblade, oh. I thought maybe I can start a rollerblading leaflet delivery company. Now, see, your reaction is how many other people reacted. But it was such a stupid idea. Because when you realize that <laughs> people live, not, in all, not everyone lives in a block of flats. People live in houses. People have stairs. People have this. Long drives, Long, grass, except, yeah. Yes. But my pitch to the estate agents and the funeral directors, and those were the people that were giving me business, was, trust me, we are going to deliver your leaflets because myself and my team, which was just myself, we're trying to lose weight. So the incentive <laughs> is to lose weight. So we will definitely deliver your leaflets. Biggest mistake of my life. I think and how old are you at this point? Uh, more than about 10 years ago now. Oh, okay. Probably so one of your years. first ever yeah, kind yeah, of businesses. One of my first ever attempts at actually going and changing my life after a rough patch. Okay. So um, so my story in terms of falling into property, I started off a recruitment business, took it oh. all the way to Germany. Things were going incredibly well. Company falls flat on his face because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. So we built it up. I don't think most recruiters do, to be honest. <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what? I'm not going to say that because some of my friends are still in recruitment. But the truth is, it's all a blag. We're just glorified salespeople. But we were doing things well. And um, the truth is, you don't know what you don't know. And we thought we knew everything and we made a number of or a series of mistakes. Company call comes flat on its face and I moved back into my mum's. So you did the roller? I did the roller skates after. But that made a lot of money, you said? No, no, no. So I did the roller skating after I came oh, from Germany. Okay. So I failed in Germany. So okay. I'm sitting at home in my mum's transformed garage <laughs> and she says to me, okay, cool. You've been crying enough now. Your business was doing well. Start another business. I'll go and get a job. And her threat was, listen, You've cried enough. Either get out of my house or start paying some bills. And I'm like, Mom, aren't you going to hug me? Aren't you going to tell me it's going to be all right? My mom's a typical Nigerian woman. She was like, listen, enough is enough. you got bills to pay over here. So I had to do something. So I started hanging around with one of my cousins, a guy called Emmanuel. He was hanging around with some Asian kids. This Asian kids changed my life in terms of they opened my eyes to a different reality. So I was sulking, but I needed to do something. So I go out with Emmanuel, we're going clubbing, we're trying to meet girls, but we're hanging around with these Asian kids. Their dad owned 40 properties. And with those 40 properties, he then said to me, TJ, listen, I've heard that you're a business person. I heard that you're relatively serious. I've heard you've made some mistakes. Here's 20 properties. So I officially started my property journey with someone <laughs> handing me over 20 properties. To, to manage. To manage. I was going to say, oh, no, 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 I wish. I was yeah. about to say, well, see, set then, isn't see, it? See, in my presentations, when I say that, everyone's like, oh. So how can he teach us how to start if he was given? But the truth is, I was handed over 20 properties. He said to me, Mr. Yusuf said to me, do you know how to manage properties? And I always say this part. We've, ho we've heard Richard Branson say, if someone gives you an opportunity and you don't know what the heck to do, say yes. And I said, yes. So I went home, went on Google, typed in how to become an estate agent. Can't be that difficult, can it? Yeah. 
It must be really simple if he's given them to me. On Google, the first thing that came up was Airbnb. So I took all of those properties, oh. dumped every single property on Airbnb. And were they in areas that... They were scattered all over the place. So Bexley Heath, over in Kent, uh, Welling, locally okay. to me. So around okay. the Kent kind of area and a few around Eltham, just around, sprinkled around London. And um, I made so much money. I transferred the money from my PayPal to my current account, went into the bank, took it out as cash, put it in my, in my rucksack, went to his house in Alpenton. And he's like an old school gangster. So <laughs> he didn't say anything. He could see me coming into his big massive drive and then the gates open. So I'm like, okay, cool. I like this. I like Bollywood gangster. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> oh, yeah, you said that. I didn't say that. Yeah. I walked into his little small office just on the ground floor. And he welcomes me and doesn't say anything. And I give him his money. And he sits there counting it and counting it and counting it. And I'm like, okay, cool. You must have counted it by now. Did I steal anything? Is anything missing? And then he slides across £3,000 across the table to me. But remember, I've just come back from a failed business. I don't want to touch money. I don't want to talk to anyone about money. I'm doing this because my mum's threatening to throw me out. And I'm hanging around with my cousin. He's hanging around with these people. By hanging around with my cousin, it means we're getting girls. So that was my main thing. <laughs> okay, business fails. Next thing, get girls. Okay, Listen, fine. I'm telling you guys, listen. If your business fails, find girls. Because they'll make you feel better in the meantime until you pick yourself back up. Or get a mum like mine that kicks you up the bum and says, go mm, and do something mm, about yeah. it. At that moment, he counted the money, gave me £3,000. I'm panicking. I'm saying, listen, I don't want this money. I don't want anything to do with money. I'm just doing this from the goodness of my heart. So I call my mum. And my mum gets on the phone and she says, let me speak to this man. Because my mum's panicking, thinking, who's trying to set up my son? My mum gets on the phone to Mr. Yusuf in a Nigerian accent. Why are you trying to give my son money? Obviously, that's a terrible yeah. Nigerian accent. I sound, <laughs> better, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't I was know ready. Why. Yeah, <laughs> but it's <laughs> terrible. Mr. Yusuf said something which my mum got as a Christian, um, and it's quite biblical. It says, if a man works, he should eat. And at that point, my mum said, take that money right now and come home and pay rent. <laughs> so, but the, <laughs> yeah, that literally. But then the relationship eventually broke down. Naturally, between you and Mr. Yusuf? Beca- between me and his sons. Oh, because okay. he had sons, but... The reason he had given me the responsibility was his son had calculated that when the dad dies, the son will get two million. The dad's worth six million. The son gets two million. The brother gets two million. The sister gets a million. And then the mum gets a million, which, again, I don't know culturally. Yeah, it's unfair. Uh, yeah, it's sexist, in my is. opinion. Yeah, I think I but, agree. I think it is. Yeah, they got jealous. So what goes up must come down. And I lost everything. That set me on my journey to realizing that, hold on one second, I didn't know property was even possible for someone like me coming from my background. But what you're saying is, I don't have the money to buy this stuff, but someone else has the money to buy it. All I've got to do is find the property, manage the property, stick it on Airbnb, and I'll make some money. So you learned rent to essay without knowing what the hell was going on. I didn't know what it was. So... The, the first thing, when I lost all those properties, I needed to make it back because I was like, oh my God, I'm making money from this stuff. So I called every single estate agent. But I didn't know what I was saying. I didn't know it was called service accommodation. I was calling it Airbnb and, or subletting. And how so, long ago was this? 2014, 2015. Okay, okay. Yeah, fine. so I'm still five or six years into service accommodation. So I'm calling every agent and I'm saying, hi, Mr. Agent. And I thought it was a sick pitch. Hello, hi, Mr. Agent. Yes, or Mrs. Agent, sorry guys. <laughs> hi, Agent. I want to rent your property because we're going to sublet it. Sorry, we don't do that. <laughs> oh, well, what I want to do is this. And th- because I didn't know what it was called. I was just running on pure energy, yes. pure passion and desperation to find some more properties. 
So my first few properties and service accommodation, I tell this story, was a property in Old Kent Road. Do you know Old Kent Road? Yeah, yeah I used to live near there. Actually. Oh, okay. Uni. Yeah, yeah. So I took on a property in a block of flats. This block of flats. Ex-council estate there? Ex-council yep. estate. So I took on that property. There's always piss. Can I say piss? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. There's always piss. In the stairways, the place Lovely, smelled... Lovely, the, yeah. sm- the stench oh, of London. Oh, it's one of the... Yeah. Ude <laughs> London, yeah, yeah. Ude London, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally stunk. But that was the only property I could get. The okay. boiler didn't work. The boiler would start off for a few minutes and then shut off. But Always, I knew yeah, all of this good. stuff. I knew okay. it. But I said to the landlord, this is what I want it for. And the landlord said, listen, this is the condition. The place is not suitable. But I said, no, it's suitable because I was desperate. I was so embarrassed about that property that I put a lockbox in the property so I never had to meet the guest. Because if I met them, they would complain. But again, as you grow and you progress, you realize that this is not how you run a business. And my life completely changed, guys. Now I'm a good person. And I, I bro- <laughs> no more stealing from <laughs> no Sainsbury's. No more yeah? stealing from Sainsbury's. No more providing crappy little <laughs> pissy service accommodation units. It's all about providing a good service. In fact, you can't get away with providing that sort of service well, you now. You won't get anyone there. You won't get any customers. Your reviews will kill you straight 100%. away. 100%. So how did you, okay, so how did you go from, so you, you've had this entrepreneurial blood in you. That's that undeniable. Yeah, yeah. You've, You've failed, which is a lesson, though. Lesson you've learned, you've learned, you've learned. Yeah. And now you're like, after this crappy Airbnb, how did you go from there to where you are now? In your email, you, when you sent to me, you said you had a lot of properties that you were... That lo- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. there was another learning. So, Talk me through that transition. So interesting, I just posted something on Facebook today. I'm going through this phase now, which I think is going to be my motto for the next two, three, four, five years. So I go through these phases of me discovering certain things, and then I live by it. So I think two, three years ago, it was reciprocity. So I discovered and I learned and I did deep into what reciprocity is, which is why I'm a person of value in terms of I lead with value first, because I know no matter what happens, income, money, everything else would flow. Reciprocity means a moral obligation. If I give you something, it means no matter how you feel, you will be obliged to give something back to me. So you don't have to lead with, I want this first, I want this. If you give, you will receive. Biblically, whatever religion you believe, karma, causation, yin and yang, there has to be the balance. Mm -hmm. So that was my favorite word. My second favorite word was just flip and do it, (laughs) which means no matter what came in front of me, I would absolutely do it. Now, the phase I'm in in my life right now is welcoming failure. I am okay. the biggest failure, and I say that so positively, and I'm encouraging every single person is to look for opportunities to fail, because that's where your superpower is. So many of us are so focused on succeeding, but you're succeeding at level one. But the failure is what takes you to level two, because you're compounding on the lessons. So I'm seeking opportunities to fail. But I say that now, but when I failed in 2017, and my business literally fell on its face, I wasn't saying that then. I went back to my mum's house and I was crying again. And she said the same thing. Get your ass up, pay some rent. And I said, no, mum, I'm so going to go find some... Listen, my mum is my G. My mum is a G. At any of my events, I get every single parent. I say, who's a parent in here? And they all think it's a positive thing. They're like, yeah, I'm a parent. I'm a parent. And I said, I need every single one of you to stand up. And they're still thinking they're going to get a prize or something. And I say, I have a big, massive bone to pick with you. Because this is the truth. And I asked them two questions. Parents, who's heard of Stormzy? They all say, yes, yes, yes. Parents, who's heard of KSI, that YouTube guy with the weird laugh? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Parents, it doesn't have to be about an accountant, lawyer, yes. engineer. Especially come from the Nigeria. I don't Indian know what it's well, like. Yeah, same oh, thing, yeah. yeah. 
Cool. So you must be an accountant. If you're, yep. an, you're not an accountant, you failed. If you're not a doctor, yep. so and so. But the reality is this. If your child is showing any prospect in 2019, mm. support them. Yep. Literally, I would never have made one penny. I wouldn't have what I believe is my looks and my confidence. <laughs> I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't have the support of my mum. Anything I want to do, I run it past my mum, even now. Even with regards to how to deal with my staff. Even if it's regards to how to deal with someone criticising me on Facebook or someone saying this. I run it past my mum because there is no ulterior motive. So yeah. she can be the perfect soundboard to say, do you know what? You messed up. Go and deal with this. <laughs> or, listen, this is not the way you deal with stuff. Because it's so far removed from the situation. It's pure. It's pure yeah. in heart. So I'm begging every single parent, <clears throat> support your kids if they're showing prospect. So, of course, if your child is still at home and they say, Mom, I want to become a footballer and they're in bed at 3 p.m. on a Monday, yeah. then, of course, give them a kick up the butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in saying that, as I said, I got into service accommodation and I started growing because my skill is sales. That's my background, going into recruitment, uh, teaching sales, teaching recruiting. I've been doing sales for so long. I'm a good salesperson. Mm. So I know how to get landlords, agents and developers to work with me. So I was able to scale the service accommodation business really quickly. We grew to 140 rent-to-rent -rent service accommodation units. Again, same issue I had in Germany. It's not every single person will be successful. Not all the information you have is enough to take you to the next level. The problem is everyone talks about mentoring. Should I get a mentor? Should this person charge for this? Absolutely yes. Because each time that I failed, like dramatically failed and lost money, it's because I didn't know what to do, but I thought I knew what to do and I didn't get the help. So that's why I preach it. Because look, look at it this way. A mentor is your superpower. Your mentor, every single one of us, we're all looking for superpowers. Some people are kind of freaks and pervs and they want superpowers to see through people's dresses, which is weird, guys. That's not me. I don't yes, know. That's weirdos. Cool. But some people, we wish we could kind of see through buildings. We wish we could know what's going to happen in the future. Mm. That's a mentor. So think about it. If you're walking around the corner and there's an armed robber or there's someone about to, to steal from you, you can't see around the corner. But your mentor has been around the corner. They've experienced it. They know what's going on. And their eyes become your eyes. That's your superpower. So mm -hmm. flip your neck. Take some money out of your pocket and pay your mentor to elevate you and take you to the next level. So and I wish I'd done that. So that, that's a good piece of advice because there are obviously people who are on the fence. And I think a lot of people are on the fence because they don't know how to find a good mentor which yeah. is my next question yeah. if you could give people i don't know three top tips on yeah. finding well identifying yeah. a good mentor what would they be cool so this might get me in some trouble with some of the property gurus um don't pay for mentorship off the cuff um pay for coaching pay for training yeah, now difference. one of the reasons why i don't mentor per se is because you will become reliant on me that's a big problem. And I've tried mentoring before. Because of my style of mentoring, and I'm deeply involved because I want you to succeed, it means when you've got a decision to make, you run it past me. So every single thing, oh, TJ, I'm looking for a service accommodation unit. The estate agent has said this. The landlord is saying this. What do I do? And I'm available to assist you. But once TJ gets removed, let's say TJ yeah. goes on holiday and I'm not available then you're stuck because you can't so make reliant, yeah. your reliance. So the point I'm trying to make is if you're getting into a specific strategy, 
get an understanding for that strategy first. Understand it to the point that, is this a strategy I actually want to pursue before you yes. jump into mentoring? Yes. Yep. So if you're looking for a mentor, I read this some time ago on someone's Facebook, so I'm just going to steal it. They said, do you trust the person in terms of, do you believe them? Um, have they been doing this long enough? And are they living the life that you desire to live? So th th that leads on to that leads on to the nonsense that people post on Facebook. Of course, the Lambos, the Ferraris, mm. the whatever other cars, and the shiny stuff that people post. So you've got to be able to look beyond that. So I say this because I put on events and I try my best to not show anything. Mm. The problem is the audience need to see some flashy stuff because think about this, Ted. You would never pay someone to take you to stage two or level two unless you genuinely believe they are doing better than you. Yes. Nobody pays somebody or says, hey, TJ, train me if you perceive us to be on the same level. So what's the value? And I get why trainers show stuff. Of course. I get it. We're magpies, isn't it? Humans love that stuff. We, we need to see it. So when I tried, um, and again, similar to what I was talking about with one of my events that didn't go well recently, it's because I tried on that specific event to be as direct as possible and say, guys, it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. Service accommodation is certainly not a get-rich-quick scheme. In fact, service accommodation is not what it says on a tin and it's not what it's preached to be. Yes. Service accommodation, guess what, guys, is a full-fledged business, mm -hmm. not a strat. I sound like I'm preaching the hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> but service accommodation is a full-fledged business. And I always use this example. You do not go and start a Tesco supermarket without going through the management training, without getting some sort of manager guiding you through the process. So why do we think we can start all property strategies or property businesses without understanding it? Service accommodation has so many moving parts. Mm. Number one, check-ins, guests, um, customer service. I was doing my own customer service for so long until I realized that my temperament <laughs> doesn't allow it and it was becoming evident in my reviews because i was doing my cleaning doing the check-ins um doing a customer service all myself when i got back into it um this is pre-2017 where everything messed up and um i would get emails back from people saying hi tj we're running a little bit late and i'm like well if you're not here in 10 minutes i'm going like, <laughs> literally because remember i'm cleaning very 10 hospitable yeah. host you are yeah exactly <laughs> But I'm cleaning 10, 15 apartments myself. Yeah. So I've got to make sure that you're here on time so I can run to check in this person and do this. And I realized the reviews were reflective. And I couldn't and it's good you had that self or, or awareness from the, the crowd yeah. to let you know that because it's hospitality, isn't it? It is hospitality. You have to be hospitable. And yes. It is difficult to do yourself. Even just, let's say, other, you know, bit, let's say by or HMOs, there, is, there are elements and aspects of that that one late, personal one late yep. thing your whole day is destroyed absolutely absolutely and it just it messes up the schedule for every other person mm -hmm. so if the cleaner's supposed to clean at 10 o'clock but the guest doesn't check out till 12 then we're all running two hours behind and if that cleaner has multiple jobs to do then you've messed up the entire schedule for one person so hold on go you know going back to the original thing about how to find a good mentor so we've got yeah. two points so far yeah but the last point was you want a mentor who has uh, can show they've been successful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, to split that, I also think, and this is very difficult to judge, but yeah. I think a mentor who's actually happy and fulfilled in life, yeah. which is obviously impossible to measure unless you speak to them and get to yeah, know them. Yeah, you get them, to know them. That is also someone I want to learn from. But you know what? 
that's still showing you a certain side of life yeah, yeah, that yeah, you yeah. desire. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. I'm on a journey of seeking happiness. I mm. don't believe... I don't believe happiness is a thing. I believe it's moments. I believe it's a journey. And I think that's mm-hmm. where we seek the happiness from. But if I find someone that's selling happiness, then guess what? I'm putting my money up. <laughs> Does that make sense? But genuinely, I've got to now look at their entire lives. I've got to look at their relationship. I've got to look at their relationship mm-hmm. with their kids and say, you have something that I want. So again, going back to why people show the Lambos and some people know that I bought a Lambo and it's really interesting because I saw that somewhere yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought a Lamborghini yeah, you got it here? no 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 so what, it's on sale I, I come all this way you don't yeah, give you me should a, told, a ride you should have told me it's on, it's on, it's on the this market this is Lamborghini colour they copied you know, me you know ours is yeah, white they copied yeah. me <laughs> <laughs> it's a Lamborghini you know? listen I'm Lambo, give him a sponsorship. Yeah, yeah, put me on the front of your car. Just so I'll lie on it like I'm. I bought um, we bought a Huracan. We bought a Huracan, and um, we called it Beyonce. Um, <laughs> yeah, everyone, <laughs> everyone has. I've got a fascination as you do. As you as do, you do yeah. yeah, I've got a fascination as with you Beyonce, are Tionce, yeah. Uh, as I am Tionce, you guys will find out another day. <laughs> Anti Tionce, yeah. But um, it it just shows I haven't generated one penny off the back of buying a Lamborghini, and you could have easily. Oh. I did a parody video of my friend's hurricane. I saw, I saw that. Do you know what I <laughs> you saw? That was incredible. You I was like, like Yo, whatever you're selling, bro, yeah. I'm buying. <laughs> but the truth is, if I pulled up every single time I had an event here with the car outside, you would probably my conversion more. would absolutely yeah. be skyrocket. So why don't you? Because, like, okay, why don't you? I think it's unethical. Don't get me wrong. I believe people need to see certain things. Yes, I believe that. Yeah, they need to see a little rolly on the hand and that. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wish sometimes when I give a presentation, I put on my sleeve. Hey guys, yeah. <laughs> no, but the thing is, I think it's unethical because I think it's creating this sort of imagery that this is what they need to pursue. Firstly, yes. number one. I don't recommend, especially when I've got younger people in the audience, I do not recommend under any circumstance that they buy a flipping Lamborghini. Definitely it's the not. stupidest thing in the world. It's a liability. Fortunate for me, and this is why I get to explain it to people, I started off a car rental business. So it means I generate an income, which means I get to drive the car once ever so often, but I generate money by renting it out to people who are doing weddings. Asian people, you guys love to Mate, get married. We love, yeah, you guys we, love to get married. <laughs> and hire lots of cars. And we love the cars. Yes. So yeah. my business partner's girlfriend, well, fiance, she's a um, wedding planner. So that's where ah, we get most of our perfect. business from. But again, that's a completely different thing. That business is stressful. It's not worth it because there's so much risk. Um, we have an over 25s policy, but we get over 25s booking it for younger people. So Yeah, so it's a nightmare. But as I said, I get why people show because nobody would buy from me if on my presentation I didn't show them my service accommodation. I didn't show them the income I've been able to derive. I didn't show them certain things because you need to be inspired and being inspired is what makes you take action. Okay. So we've, we've gone, you spoke about a few things you've done in life that yeah. we haven't spoken about yet. So you, in 2017, so you built up an SA business yeah. that in 2017 failed. Yeah. You went back to mums. Yeah. But now you're back in it with an SA. Yeah. So, so why did that SA business, what went... Was that what yeah. wrong with that? Um, I don't know if the word, because I'm trying to use property words, over leveraging, um, overextending, okay. um, lack of knowledge. Look, so not every single person can run a million pound business. Of course, no, definitely not. Yeah, no, not every single person can run a £10,000 a month business because <laughs> it requires certain skills. So, sorry, I know I jumped on that. So I was talking about my skill is building, it sells, anything to do with humans, 
put me in front of there, I'll close the business and we'll get more properties on the book. So we were growing, 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 but we were not taking care of the foundations, which is customer service. Okay. So which is why I say, and I'm brutally honest in service accommodation, it's not what it says on the tin. Service accommodation is rife with prostitutes, escorts, parties, fraud, stabbings. We had a situation, not us, but we put systems in place to ensure we don't get certain bookings, but someone across the road from one of our units in Canary Wharf was not aware of how to prohibit certain things. Middle of the night, 4 a.m., 5 a.m., they had a stabbing in one of their apartments. And these were the same people that had booked with us, but our system stopped them from getting into our properties and someone else. So I don't want to be on the receiving end when the police turn up and say, hey, why did this happen? Why did that happen? Yeah. And it happened on your premises. So we were not taking care of the foundational stuff. Because all of these things lead to something called a chargeback. Are you familiar with what? Yes, I've come across that a cool. lot. In the so in service accommodation, chargebacks happen for two reasons. Someone's not happy with the service. So someone says, listen, I'm not happy. And they get recommended to call their bank. Their bank asks them one simple question. Did you receive the service in which you paid for? Now that's subjective. Because, <laughs> yeah, because when we were growing, people would then say, I didn't receive the service in which I paid for. Because maybe their check-in was late. Maybe customer service wasn't great. Maybe the bed wasn't laid how they wanted it. And at that point, you can file for a chargeback. Or fraud. Yeah. Which means someone uses someone's stolen credit card to come to your apartment, have a party, stay in your apartment, and then two, three months down the line, the owner of the card says, hey, I've never been to London. I live in, I live in Singapore. I've never yeah. been to London before. Guess what? Bam. And that carried on happening for quite a while. Um, the merchant froze the account, held all the money. And of course, at that point, we're scaling. So we're focused on growing. I'm building relationships with landlords, agents, developers. I'm taking on developments left, right, center. I'm showing bank statements to developers to say, yo, listen, I know I dress like a tramp 99% of the time, but look at the statement. We're doing all right. I can pay your rent. That's my leverage. And they were like, you know what? Let's take a gamble on you. And then everything went. Wow. Because when the counts are frozen, what do you do? Did You've you see this coming pay. or did it hit you? No, it, oh, it hit me in the face like that, literally. Oh, and slap across yeah, the face. No, like it, it wasn't even a slap. It was our backhand, <laughs> like a proper one. Yeah, I don't know I can, if, I I don't know if can... your mum beat you when you were younger, but it was one of those ones that <laughs> you're like, I cannot afford to have this again. But do you know what? So it How many units did you have at that point? 140. So not 140 completed. It was by the end of the year. So this happened in August. So by the end of the year, we were on track to have 140 completed. So in negotiation okay, to have yeah. um, an, add an additional 60 or 70. So it was over 100 operation, operating units. So yeah, that, 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 was, that was major. Painful, but people, yeah. yeah, but people don't preach that. And people don't talk about that because they think that the audience or the people we're trying to get to come on our training courses are going to think that if this person failed, then what can they teach me? Mm -hmm. Whereas it's the most ridiculous thing ever because I'm in a position to make sure it doesn't happen to you because it will happen. And it might not happen to you in the hundreds of thousands, but it will happen to you in the 1,000, in 100, in 200. But by me going through it, by me failing, I'm in a unique position to show people that, yo, this is what happens in this game. Stabbings happen, we've put things in place. Fraud happens, we've put things in place. Chargebacks happen, we've put things in place. Escort happens. Mm, I don't know if we've put things in place for the escorts, but <laughs> no, that's, a, that's a joke. But yeah, essentially, um, you just got to be careful. So, so your business essentially got backhanded and... Yeah game falling down again which you obviously have experience with other businesses yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you in that I'd rather learn from someone who's failed messed up quite a few times and then become successful because yeah. 
it shows they've been through things and can get me out of it, like yeah. you said. So so you had that business yeah. and that, that, that went flop in 2017. So went back home to mom, she kicked up the butt again, pressed reset, yeah. and then you went back into SA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never I never left SA. I never said, I'm out. Okay. So it was just a matter of... But you had to give all those essays back. Yeah, and yeah, it, it yeah, was yeah, like yeah. a whole... Yeah, landlords taking their properties back. Um, okay. Developers are saying, yo, listen, that deal that we've got coming up, it's not happening anymore. Um, people on Facebook chatting rubbish. Because again, <laughs> especially when you put yourself out in the limelight, and this is why it shows, like, my whole model, my whole transparency has been right from the beginning mm-hmm. in terms of when that happened, the first thing I did was, because again, you've got to be making business, I did a webinar. And I called the webinar, Shit Got Real. <laughs> and that webinar was literally me saying, hey guys, this has just happened to me. So it's going to happen to you. Here's what's happening. Here's what we're hoping to happen. And I showed every single person and said, this is what it is. But then you get people on Facebook who have never run a business before in their lives. But they say, oh God, well, how can you teach people if you failed? And I'm like, you're so dumb. This is my superpower. This is my ability that nobody else has. I am Clark Kent. I am Kanye West. I am... <laughs> I'm Clark Kent. I'm Kanye West. I'm Jay Z. Yeah, 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 yeah. My wife, Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't be. Well, I am Beyonce. But yeah. <laughs> so, so we've got a history of mistakes, yeah. um, of lessons learned, mm-hmm. of I guess new levels of armor added to you for what you yes. can withstand, right? Yeah. Which, which is important, right? So then, how did you? Again, sort of, I know you never left SA, but how did you then restart your business? And maybe, actually, what did you do different that can convert into practical tips for yeah. people starting their SA today? Do you know, a really good question. So, first thing I did was um, got a slap from my mum. <laughs> Literally, as, as we said, per, the re- yeah. as per restart button. Because sometimes you feel sorry for yourself. Of course. So you're there moping around and... Tony says it. I say Tony like he's my friend. Tony Robbins. Oh, Tony. <laughs> oh, oh, Tony. Yeah, yeah. You know, speaking to him the other day. Yeah, success leaves clues. So I know because I've done it before. I can replicate this again. This is why I keep preaching to every single person. Flipping, just do. If you've got an idea, do it. Get some experiences under your belt and start to believe that you can do it. I thought, hold on. If I can go to agents and persuade them to give me properties to take on myself or to sell on, then I can go back to them again and get them to do exactly the same thing again. And that's what I did. I just carried on going back to agents and I said, look, this is the situation. Now I don't have the big bank balance to show you guys. However, it's relationship. Again, lead with value. This is one tip for any single person that's trying to do rent to rent, that's trying to even do any property deal with service combination, whatever it is, lead with value. So I fell into deal packaging by mistake because at that point, this was again, right at the beginning, So if you remember correctly, people were saying no. When I was calling them up saying, Mr. Agent, I want to take on this property to sublet or to Airbnb. And they were like, no, no, no. About a year later, Airbnb started becoming a lot more prominent. So my phone started ringing from the same agents that I built relationships with. So they were like, oh, hi, TJ. Yes, you called us last year about this property in Waterloo. You called us about this property in Maidavelle. Do you still want it? But at that point, I was saying, well, no, I'm only concentrating on Greenwich Canary Wharf area. And then one person, one agent changed my life. And this is why it's good to listen. Just before we hung up on the phone, he said, oh, do you know what, TJ? Do you know anyone else that might want this? And I was like, well, good question from them. really yeah. good question. And I said, do you know what? I don't know, but I'll find out from you, for you. I posted it on Facebook. Someone came along and all I did, I didn't know deal packaging was even a strategy. I didn't know. I fall into these things. But because of my kind of hunger, if I can make one pound 
then it's possible to make 100K. It's possible to do multiple six figures. So I put the agent and this person together and I said, you guys enjoy your relationship. A month later, I got paid 800 pounds. He said to me, hey, TJ, can I have your bank details? I was like, what for? He's like, I paid me 800 pounds. very kind of someone to do that. Very nice of him. Again, guys, if you're selling deals, don't charge 800 pounds. But I didn't charge 800 pounds. That's the lowest fee I've ever taken for a deal. But as I said, it set me off on another course. And I was like, wait, you're saying... All I've got to do is find a deal, negotiate on a deal, find someone that wants that deal. Again, just like service combination, I went crazy. So we're selling a heck load of deals because people want to get into strategies. I'm a good salesperson. I know how to build relationships. So again, it's a matter of utilizing the skills that you've developed. So many people are running away from building skills. So they would rather pay a sourcer to find them a deal. Now, I know I'm shooting myself in the foot. If you're looking for deals, come and holler at me. But at the same time, one thing I do offer every single person that comes to me for a deal, I say, well, you can pay me £3,000 for a deal or I can teach you how to do the same thing. And many people say, no, 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 do you know what? No, just pay, just, I'll pay you for a deal. And I'm like, I'm giving you a skill here. But... It's up to them. There's a huge it's market for sources because of people don't want to, yeah. to put the work in. That's yeah. not a bad thing. No, no, no. It's not a bad thing. If you've got tons of money, are you really... If I had a million quid, am I going to... No. But you know what it is? Really. I've, I've been paid in excess of £60,000 to find developments for people. People have paid me thousands and thousands to find them deals. And I'm like, I've offered you right at the beginning the ability to teach you and it was going to cost you less than 3 k And for people listening who want to package deals, where, are you, where can you find investors like that? Facebook. I knew you'd say that. Yeah, it's Facebook, obvious as that. And it's Facebook, that. literally, as Facebook. Again, things have changed now. So for the people I teach deal packaging, I don't recommend you post your deals on Facebook because there are competitors, there are haters. It gets to the point of you post a deal. So in fact, one of my first ever deals that I started selling was a deal that would have made someone £300. Now, to the property market, that's a shitty deal. You say, oh my God, £300 and you're asking for £2,000 from it. In fact, one of the... £300 a month. £300 a month. And um, so for you guys, that's great. But for us, service accommodation people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah. hey, what's, 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 what's the problem? On? Yeah. Oh, no, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah so um, for, for us, it's a crappy deal. But it's not because the reality is I couldn't find anyone to buy this deal because one of the trainers commented under my post saying, hey, £300 a month, that's a bit of a crappy deal. Or, oh, that's not a good deal. <laughs> so that hit my confidence. I was like, shit, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm learning this stuff. I'm trying to sell this deal. Now this guru's come out and said, it's not right. So guess what I did? Guess who I sold that deal to? You never believe. Guess who I sold the deal to? Your mum. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> yes, literally. <laughs> yes, literally, my mum. Literally, because think about it this way. This is why I'm saying, oh, man, do I not despise. Piece, yeah, no, it's the truth. Do not despise the little deals. Because think about it. I might only take on a unit that makes me 700, 800 pound a month. But there are people who, you've got 10K sitting in the bank. Your interest rate is 1%. You're making 100 pound per year on that unit. And you're losing it with inflation. And you're losing it with yeah. inflation. So I said to my mum, Again, I went back to her to tell her about this idiot that commented. I'm actually friends with this person now anyway. So I went back and I said, Mom, you never believe it. This silly man tried to attack me and said my deal was crap. And she was like, well, is the deal crap? That's what my mom is. Like, is the deal crap? Are you trying to sell crap? And I showed her the deal. She said, eh, 300 pound. That's a, Niger- that's a better Nigerian accent. Yeah, yeah. 300 pound per month? And all I have to do is clean? I said, mom, yeah, that's it. Like, I don't get why they don't get it. She said, I will take it right now. <laughs> and I promise you, my mom still has that same unit right now in Dartford. And what she does is when she travels and when she goes to Nigeria, she gives it to someone in her church to clean. And the person that, gen- that cleans it generates all the money. 
And that's her way of helping her church. That's a way of helping other people. But for £300 a month, that's an incredible return to my mother. So that's what I'm saying. So look, with deal packaging, of course, don't sell crappy deals. But again, there are customers out there at different stages and at different levels. Would I buy a deal that makes me £300 a month? a service accommodation unit? No, I wouldn't. But would I buy something at £700? Yes. But would someone else buy something else that outperforms what they're currently doing? Of course. Of course. Of course they would. One person's junk, another person's treasure. That, that's the truth. All and day long. That's how I fell into deal packaging. But again, just going back, these tiny little skills that I'd acquired or these tiny little nuggets of, I can do this, mm. is what helped me get back myself back up. And so, I, are you still deal packaging? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How yeah, many yeah. deals do you reckon you package a month now? Um, so my deal packaging is a bit different now. And I, I will answer that question. We're probably pulling over £20,000 per month in deals. My okay. deal packaging is different to how other people are doing it now. I spent two and a half, three years building my email list. So this is the thing that many people forego. So you go on a deal packaging training, they teach you every single strategy in the world, and they say, young butterfly, go out there. And then that's why you see people, yeah, go, fly fly away. And you hear people saying, hey, which comes first? Should I find the deal or find the investor? Well, the truth is, in my opinion, you find the investor because there are less investors than there are deals. Because there are deals out there. There's properties, there's land, there's um, rentals. Because think about it, the most common strategy is the typical buy to let. So most people buy a property with the intention of renting it out. So I'm talking about service combination of rent-to-rent guys. So what I've done over the last few years is I've built an email list of thousands of people. And these thousands of people are sitting there saying, TJ, we trust you as a deal packager. You nurture that email list. I built the relationship with them. When I go on holiday, I send them a, um, a, a selfie saying, hey guys, I'm on holiday. What that does is it builds the relationship. When I fail, I send them a message saying, hi guys, da-da-da-da-da. My customer service, because I use some VAs for my um, sourcing, my customer service is terrible. I always send I send emails to these guys. They will testify because some of them will listen to this. Hey guys, our customer service is rubbish, but don't worry, I'm back on top of it. I'll help you, I'll do this, I'll do this. That builds trust. Mm-hmm. Honesty, but yeah. It's honesty. But guess what? There's no competitor. There's no guru when in my email list. You own it. I, that's my relationship. So what I've done is I've built up a list of thousands of people. Then I teach people and I train people how to get into the strategy. And then I sell deals. So they go out now. They go out. So it's like, I don't want to call them minions because you're not my minions, guys. But I'm just giving an example. So I teach you. You go out there. You find the godfather, TJ, the deals. <laughs> and I plug it into my system. I send it out. I get a client that buys. So that's why. So when people say, is deal packaging remote? It can be done remote because I was in holiday in Mykonos two months ago and I generated over £6,000 on a four-day holiday by just sending out an email. That's why I was buying champagne bottles out there, Pete. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Champagne <laughs> lifestyle. Stunning with the goose. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I've seen that. It's just the, the champagne life. <laughs> so, so this is interesting. Yeah. Now, when it comes to sourcing, mm-hmm. I think the email list is super powerful because, and people like Gary Vee say this, you own that. If Instagram closes tomorrow, Facebook closes tomorrow, yeah. what are you going to do? Sue them. Absolutely. They're going to laugh at you. Emails is your yeah. baby. You own it. So that's a message for everyone. I have a mailing list. Have I been doing it uh, actively? No, I haven't. Brother, that's your I problem. need to be on yeah. it. Yes, I do. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to pump up today. That is super powerful. Do you know what? Thank you, actually. Oh, God, I'm blushing now. Do you know what? It's I meant the strategy, not you. Oh, shame. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're terrible. You're terrible. Do you know what's interesting? You say that, and it's not just for deal packaging. We take the same concept 
and we apply it to the events. We take the same yep. concept and we apply it to service accommodation. Yep. Because what we did um, last year, not this year, the year before that, we sent an email out to around 30,000 people that have stayed with us over and over across all apartments. Okay. And we said, hey, who's coming to this location over Christmas? And we had emails back saying, hi, we're coming back. Oh, hi, I stayed in apartment 201. I stayed in blah, blah, blah. Is this available? And we booked in over 11, maybe 12,000 pounds just from emails. And you know commission, right? No, direct. no commission, no chasing because it's just the link. You make your payment. There we go. See, what the mistake many people are, you've just hit the nail on the head. You don't own anything. When you're not OTAs, you don't own anything. I've been thrown off Airbnb multiple times. I've been thrown off Booking.com multiple times. So I'm always going to push it to see how far I can mm. take the relationship. So what happens? I panic when I get thrown off because I'm like, oh my God. This is how I generate my money. But the truth is, there are so many other ways that you need to start implementing yep. so you own the relationship. You don't own Facebook. Facebook could ban you tomorrow. And if that's where you get all of your business from, then what's going to happen? If, if you're looking for investors, start creating an email list and nurture that email list. Send an email a day, send an email a week. Just let them know two things, that you're still alive. Yep. The reason why I've got people sitting there, they could go to any other sourcer, but they trust TJ. They say, TJ, I'm waiting for you to deliver a deal. Why? Because they know that I'm not running away. They've been receiving emails from me for six months. They've been receiving emails for 12 months. Yeah. Trust is built and nurtured in your email list. It's the go-to thing that anyone that's in any strategy should be doing. And what software do you use? MailChimp? MailChimp. Simple MailChimp for everyone. It's great and it's free yeah. to a certain level. Yeah. It is fiddly to design. It's not as great as it could so be. I don't use it for design. So I use lead pages. So um, so I yeah, so I create a landing page on lead pages. So again, websites in my opinion are 20, 20, 2009. That's what they are. I use all my things are lead pages. So it means I can instantly design them within minutes, but also it has a focus. Because when someone comes on a landing page, so for example, when we run ads to landlords and agents and we're looking to onboard new landlords and agents, we send them to a landing page. That landing page is directed in a specific location to get them to carry out a specific action. Your website is built generically. As and a it's shop got, front, yeah. Yeah, it's a shop front. And it's got so much information that, first and foremost, Nobody reads every content on your website. Have a simple page that says everything you want it to say and direct them to taking out the action, which is giving us their contact number, giving us their email address, following up with a call. That's all you've got to do. Do it across every single business that you do. Because the truth is, right now, if Booking.com throw me off again, if Airbnb throw me off again, I would survive for at least a month because I would send an email out mm. to every single person saying, hey guys, are you coming into this area? Hey, can we build relationships? Service accommodation is not just the OTAs. That's what it's taught because all we know is Airbnb and Booking.com. Firstly, there are 40-odd platforms that you should be on, but at the same time, you don't own any of those relationships. For the people that don't know, your relationship with Booking.com is so fickle because they own that customer. Mm. They own the relationship with that customer, which means you have to oblige to their policy. So Booking.com says you cannot cancel this reservation because we've, we want our commission. So you can't even cancel the reservation on Booking.com unless you do certain things. But if you own the relationship, that's your customer. If you've got a killer or a murderer that's trying to book your service accommodation, you write an email to Booking.com. Hey, I've just checked the newspaper. This person is a known killer. I don't want them to stay. Booking.com says, so what's your point? We still want our 15% commission. Computer says no. Yeah, computer, computer says no, literally. But again, it's about ownership. You've got to own something so you can control that relationship. I think this is important across business. Like, I don't have an essay. I'm not, I might have a buy to essay. Yeah. But 
even all my friends who do essay, I always say to them, are you trying to get direct bookings? When you meet, when someone checks them in, are you getting their email? Are you also maybe building a brand mm-hmm. of your, like your essays are probably sexy, right? Yeah, they yeah, have to yeah, be. Yeah, they have to be. You have, you know, you have property porn right there yeah. that could build your brand way more than my buy to let, gray and white, four walls. <laughs> like you have furniture, you have so much. If you build a brand and maybe do ads from it, yep. you could get, people don't directly. so you you know you may never uh, correct me if I'm wrong you may never need an OTA after the first few months if you create a strong enough brand. I'm so ha- I'm so happy you said that because that, that's an important differentiation you absolutely do need the OTA mm-hmm. because what you do when you don't have an email list is you convert those clients into your clients eventually yeah. so I had a guy called Simon Simon booked through booking.com once and because I saw he had a corporate email address every time there's a corporate email address used to because they've now masked changed it but I saw there was a corporate email address I went and met him and I said oh Simon what's the situation why are you here where are you currently staying yes. he said oh I work for HSBC I'm on a contract with HSBC so he ended up staying with me for one whole year commission free why because I followed up and I had a system but this is where people miss out mm. referrals I said to Simon do you know anyone else who's on the same project as you or who's in the same situation he said yeah of course my mate Terry Terry, don't want to say he's Terry F. Terry ended up staying with me for a good eight, nine months. No commission. Three days a week, both of them. But this is how you make money from service accommodation. Because if you're paying, think about this, if you're paying, if you're generating £100 per booking, you've got to pay corporation tax. It's 20%, 19, 20%. You've got to pay VAT once you hit the threshold, 20%. You've got to pay booking.com's 15%. That's fifty-five yeah. percent. This is what they don't. Pre- this is what they don't teach you. And then operating costs is on the top. Of Running that, right? the entire yeah. business, so you've got cleaning costs. So from every hundred pound, you're really looking at twenty, thirty pound, until you've got economies of scale playing yes. on your in your favour. Yeah. But of course, when you go to an event, they tell you you're going to become a billionaire overnight, <laughs> uh, which you're not. So one of the reasons I'm honest with this strategy is, if you do it correctly, you can change your life. But the aim of the game is scaling. Forget trying to become a billionaire from one unit. Focus on getting one. Take the profit from one unit. Use that to take on your second unit. That stops you from being greedy. And that stops you from over-leveraging and growing too quick. That's the mistake I made. Because I had cash. I had cash. I had investors running to give me Mm. money. So I said, listen, I've got this cash. I want to spend it. And I want to do something with it. So you keep growing and growing and growing. And guess what? You're not thinking. But if you had to only grow through profit... It takes a lot longer. <laughs> do you understand? It, yeah. it takes significantly longer. But what that does is you make sure all the ground is covered because you're not moving at full speed, but you're at least moving and it's going steadily. So I'm mm. just saying, listen, guys, be cautious. Service accommodation is an incredible thing that's changed my life and changed hundreds of people's lives. But it's not going anywhere because the truth is this. How long have hotels been around for? Yeah. They've been around for centuries, would I say? Centuries? Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People, people have been staying in hotels for centuries. Mm. Think about this, 2017, 36 million people came into the UK as overnight stays. 2018, 40 million people. And right now, those 40 million people are spending 28 billion pound on luxury goods and hotels. So service accommodation isn't going anywhere. So all you've got to do is make sure that you are competitive and you're competing well with the hotel and you're able to ethically, which is what I teach, steal traffic from these hotels 
and turn them into your customer. Mm. But there are certain things you've got to put in place to make sure you can actually grow the business. Forget the headline figures, because the headline figures are headline figures. There are real costs. It's vanity. It's vanity. You want to make yourself sound great. Hey, guys, my unit makes me £2,000 a month. Uh, No, it doesn't, love. (laughs) Um, So again, as I said, don't jump into something just because it looks shiny. Mm. Um, Focus on one strategy, which is why I only do deal packaging and service accommodation. And... Deal packaging came as a byproduct of doing service accommodation. Mm-hmm. And that's what people need to do. People are doing 60 billion other strategies and doing 70 billion masterminds. And I'm like, what strategy are you following so you can become the expert and the go-to person yeah. and know how to actually build this? But if you're doing 25 different strategies, you're going to fail. But you won't have the time to reassess why you failed because you'll move to the second strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's, that's wise advice. That is a compliment to you. Not the, it's to you this time. I take that. I take, <laughs> um, I, I take that. I think, you know, what you said about the growing by profit. If I, if I speak to the buy-to-let investors here, mm-hmm. who are listening, it's, it's, it's never going to Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll be 100. I've got my second property, guys. I'm about to die. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You're very right. Yeah. But this is why I say every single person should have a rent to SA in their portfolio. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But... What you said about kind of growing by profit, I think when it comes to buy to other things, there's definitely wisdom in that in saying that be careful. Yeah. Because for me, right, I've got X many investors loaning me money. Some are, if they're bridges, whatever, some are monthly interest, some yeah. are quarterly, some are yearly. I have to work out, okay, my monthly interest is going out to bridges and other, and other investors. Mm-hmm. Is my rent coming in about to match? And actually, I've, I've raised like, I don't know, 300 grand, mm-hmm. but it took me a few weeks afterwards to be like, maybe I should do a spreadsheet. Yeah. Maybe, 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 maybe I should know what the flip is yeah, going on. What's going in? Yeah. What's going on? And actually, you won't believe this. When I did it, I'm making £10 a month profit. No. But this is with X many investors. Yeah, of course. And okay, only a, and only a few rentals. Yeah, so yeah, I thought, yeah. I was like, this is really good. It sounds really crap. Of course it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fact that I'm yeah, at least breaking, yeah, it's on the right side. Yes means that yes i'm not making money for my business i don't care about yeah because i'm paying my investors that's the priority i've got savings we're good but at least i'm not minus 400 a month that's the truth and, that's the and truth. that is where your advice comes into play in any strategy yeah of course i mean for you buy to yeah. let people of course when i say you buy to let guys i'm not begrudging <laughs> you i actually love you guys but again listen stop talking down to us because we're renter renters yes i know flipping it well done you kind of own your properties what the bank does but you kind of own it more than we own the rent to rent units you preach again okay listen no, no, no you know what? i'm just talking about what i see online oh my god rent to rent is not um service condition is not rent to service Recommendation. It's not a real strategy. Well, well. In my opinion, if it makes money and it's ethical and it's legal, then it is what it is. That's how I see it. Like, look, yes, you don't have an asset. Mm -hmm. You don't have what they categorize as wealth. You're running a business. Yeah, if you're getting ten grand a month and I'm getting five, but I have assets. I mean, in my opinion, who's winning? You really right now, right now. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. of course, right now. Of course, because we've all got bills to pay, Mm -hmm. and income is the game right now, and capital appreciation is for later. So I'll deal with the capital appreciation later. Yeah, and. Yeah, you keep to you, boo. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's uh, don't comment bad things on Yeah, 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 yeah. You're about to get shouted out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> make sure I don't say your name. But you know what? It's interesting because we were talking about this earlier on. Why I um, formed the training business and what my focus yeah, which is. Which is my next question. Oh, so yeah. you train? Yes. Uh, your, I'll take a picture of it. Like your Breakthrough Academy with yes. TJ Atkinson is there. Yes, Talk to me. Yeah, just talk to me about your training and what Breakthrough is and okay. the books and give, give me the source. Mike. Okay, cool. Give me the source. Yes. Yeah, well, my business is called The Source, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> give me the source. Um, I started training 
for two reasons. I saw that other people were doing it and I found a perfect transition. So it was a matter of it didn't take me away from my current business, which is why I still kind of do my training around my current business. And it's not a full-fledged training business mm-hmm. in terms of that's not all I do. But one of the reasons I wanted to train and one of the reasons I focused my attention on a specific demographic is because I wished when I was younger, someone had kind of woken me up to the reality of what's possible. So Again, yes, people say self-appointed guru. Well, yeah, you've got to appoint yourself until until the nation <laughs> you appoint the, you. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're the boss. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm the boss. So I took it upon myself in terms of, look, think about it this way. Property is regarded, whether you agree or not, as a rich white man's sport. So traditionally, coming from where I come from, we all live in council estates. The council owns the flat. We're renting a flat from someone. We're just about putting up with whatever we're given. So there's no thought in your head, unless you break away from that cycle, which is difficult, you don't say, hmm, there's a chance I might buy this entire council council block one day. It just doesn't cross your mind. But it takes someone to open your eyes and say, do you know what? It's actually possible. So one of the reasons why I teach service accommodation rent to rent, and I said this some time ago, it's the first time I've actually said it, because I try and keep this stuff quiet, because um, I don't want people to think it's a gimmick or something I'm doing for publicity. But what I did was I took rent to rent service accommodation back to the hood. I literally went to where I was born and raised. I wasn't born there, where I was raised in Camberwell. And I went back and I said, guys, listen, this is what I'm doing now. I've got at least 10 people, 10 people that are now doing service accommodation, making if not 400, 500 pounds per month on a rental unit. But the reason why I'm excited about that is these were bona fide people that there's a likely chance that they could find you in the street and rob you. These were bona fide people that were guaranteed to be on a specific path to go to prison. Now, I'm not saying, of course, service accommodation is the savior. I'm talking about opportunity is the savior. Yeah. I'm talking about trying to open people's eyes to, listen, you don't have to go out on the street and sell some drugs. You don't have to go and rob this person. Hey, how much are you really making by selling those drugs? You're making a thousand pound a month. Okay, can I show you what's happening and what you can actually do legitimately that's going to increase your lifespan and you can genuinely help your family? most of these kids say, hey, do you know what? I'm just doing this because I don't want to bug my mum. My mum's already working three jobs and I just want to be the man of the house, although they haven't been asked to be the man of the house. But that, they feel like that's their responsibility. And that's why I focus my attention on trying to help people like myself who come from a certain background, who never knew that you could own property, that you could buy property, that you could even generate an income from property. What I'm trying to do is just open your eyes. Now, some people say, and I've had it before, some people say, well, you're not teaching them how to own property. No. I'm giving them and I'm wetting their appetite because that's what happened to me. When I fell into property, I didn't know I would go on to commercial conversions. I didn't know that I would end up owning properties. It just never crossed my mind because my mum just about bought her first property. But it takes you being in a situation or being someone that looks and comes from your sort of environment to say, hey, listen, young man or young lady, this shit that you're doing is not going to help you. How about you look at it from this perspective? Mm-hmm. So again, of course, I'm self-appointed, but I've gone back to where I came from and I'm saying, guys, listen, let me show you how it's genuinely done. Of course, I charge a fee. I believe in transactional value. There is no way on this earth that I'm going to take my time out and show you something, teach you something, and you're not going to have some skin in the game because guess what? You're not going to do it. That's why you've got to put your money up. And this is why I preach about mentoring. Pay your mentor. Stop trying to get freebies from your mentor. Because if you genuinely believe that someone is capable 
of being your mentor, in terms of you would have allowed them to mentor you, then you must respect that they've got a business to run. You must respect that their time is valuable and you must respect that they're doing this so that they can change your life. Therefore, put your money up. So I do run a program called Boys to Men. Um, mm -hmm. which is where I take 14-year-olds to 17-year-olds. And I bring them into the office here and we show them the cars. Um, we show them the watches. We show them hype. I show them statements. I show them my life. I, I show them every single thing, literally to show them that, hey, this is possible. So that day is a show-off day. I'm literally showing these guys that the people that you typically look up to, so it could be your local rapper, it could be your, your local drug dealer who's trying to get you into drugs. And I'm saying, guys, you don't have to go down that path. You don't have to follow this specific route. Hey, look at me. It's possible. Yeah. I've been able to acquire this. I've been able to do this because I did this. And what many people need is just some form of inspiration. Yeah. They just need someone to say, do you know what? I didn't know it's possible. Cool. Show me. Let's go. One of my clients, 16, he's not 16, 17 now, guy called Wayne. He makes more than £4,000 a month trading deals. Selling deals. Obviously, again, I get it all the time. People say, well, he can't legally sign a contract. That's where parents come into place. That's where uncles and aunties and anyone that's trying to help young kids come into place. This guy trades more than 4,000. That's not true. Let me take that back. His first ever deal that he traded was 4,000 pounds. He's consistently doing 2,000 pounds a month in deals as a 17-year-old. It's a lot of money when you're 17. It's, it's, it's a lot an, of money now, a, but it's a lot of money when you're 17. But think about this. Think about this. So as a 16-year-old, when he made it as a 16-year-old, how difficult would it be for somebody that had bad intentions to try and lure him to do something bad? It's going to be difficult because he's going to ask the question and say, well, you're trying to get me to sell drugs. You're trying to get me to do something bad. Is it going to outperform what I'm currently doing? If it's not, let me focus my attention. That's my tiny little thing. And that's what I believe is going to help mm. young people not run into this knife crime issue that we have. And it's attention. I would never have got in trouble as a child. I would never have been arrested as a child if someone had literally pulled me aside and said, listen, young man, you've got potential. Go down this path. It's guaranteed because I've been down this path. Yeah. Just copy me and things will be okay. But there's not many people putting themselves out there to say, hey, listen, copy me. Mm. Because, yeah, because when you put yourself out there, people chat rubbish. And for many people, they say, is it actually worth it? Is it worth me trying to help? Um, so these 14 to 17 year olds, completely free, completely free. Okay. It comes out of my entire pocket and I do it on a Saturday, but Saturday's my earning day because I usually run events on a Saturday. So okay. I lose thousands of pounds because I'm genuinely trying to show these kids, not something I advertise. It's only to the parents of the people that come to my events. So you come here and I say, listen, do you have kids 14 to 17? Cool. Bring them here. Bring them, let me show them money. Let me show them hype. Let me show them the stuff that they're looking at on Instagram. But let me show them how it's generated through yeah. property. So in their mind, whether they get into property now, the seed has been sown, so they know it's possible. That's all it is. We're selling hope. Okay. We're selling hope. And I think, you know, it's it's important you mention this because your, well, what sounds like your why in property is not a monetary thing or value. No. And I think, for, well, for mo it shouldn't be. Because like you said, you aim for success, you aim to give back, and the money comes naturally. Absolutely. It comes with, and that's something that, you know, for anyone who's starting their journey, yes, maybe think, you know, you need to think about, okay, what's my cash flow per month? Yeah. But what's driving you deep down should be something meaningful. And we all yeah. have something we yeah. love. Yeah. Animals, the environment. Something. Uh, whatever that is more than just materialistic. So, so I call it making sure you have a community goal. So it doesn't mean okay. you're helping your community. It means you've got something bigger than you. So if something's bigger than you, 
you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. You're going to be driven to do it because it's not just about you. So yeah. once you understand, this is why I, I preach and I talk about reciprocity all the time. Study reciprocity. Understand how it works. Understand that it's a law that if you give, you are guaranteed to receive. Mm-hmm. So if you go with that focus of I'm a give, and this is why, so just to just to expose the entire training industry, that's why we do free events. Because what we're trying to do is build up good value. We're trying to build up um, enough value so we say listen come to my events i'm going to give you so much give you so much information that you say wow this was a free event he gave me this for free imagine what his paid training is going to of be course, like that's, of course every yeah all so, trainers so every industry, that's yeah. what that's that's what it is so just focus on value of course if you're running a business make sure you know the numbers so be intentional about how much you want to make but know that if you go with value the money will actually come i'm not saying look this isn't the secret because people check shit on the secret and it's oh my god if you just sit there and you meditate the money's going to come for your letterbox no so be intentional about what you need to earn yeah listen (laughs) oh god is that a million pounds it doesn't happen like that so when i'm saying lead with value i'm talking about run your business but look for opportunities where you can help someone else where you can build up your community where you can change people's lives and things change for you instantly i love that you're also an author yes yes well no i've got three books Three books. So where, got three books. Oh, are they are they conveniently placed behind you? Oh God, are they? <laughs> Who put them there? Oh my God, I did not. Do you want to you want to grab a copy of? Yeah, of course. I haven't actually. Oh, you haven't. Seen, no, I haven't. But okay. oh, I like the. Which one do you prefer? Uh, let me see. They're, they ain't got that new books. No, because they're old. Oh. I've had them Which printed. do I prefer? The yellow one, obviously. No, no, no. So this is this was my um my first book. This looks like a proper old school book, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had that for two years now, I think. So I wrote that. Um, communicative oh, magic. Smaller. Who's this for? Yeah, no, no, no. This all, when you I'm do young, some, but like, come on. When you do stuff yourself. <laughs> so yeah, it's not available in print. Actually, it's all available okay. on Kindle. But um, untangling. So untangling success. Yes, untangling so, success. Summarize this book if people cool. are listening. Why should they? Why should they? Um, buy it? It's six principles to having whatever the heck you want. Oh yeah. So this is the one they're gonna get to be honest oh, with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I prefer this one. Well, that one, that yeah? blue is nice. Yeah, 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 I like that. And it's a little bit bigger actually. You probably see it. Up. Well, it's, no, that's oh, yeah, see the bigger one. So it's yeah, a workbook. Yeah. It's actually a workbook. Oh. So it's um again these were the pre okay yeah, pre yeah, yeah. Um, Untangling success just talks about looking at success in a completely different way. I love women. I know that sounds a bit weird and creepy. I love women. I love everything about women, which is why I only hire women and I work with women. I love the way they think. I love their perspective and everything. And um, I wrote this book based on what one of my mentors said to me. I was sitting down in front of him having a mentoring session. And I was like, well, I keep hitting my head against the brick wall. I need to be successful. I need to be this. And he said to me, do you know what, TJ? Word for word, you love women, don't you? And I was like, yeah, you know I do. He said, think about success as a woman. So what he said was, if you imagine that this pretty woman that you've always fancied, she's been approached by every single guy in the world. She gets approached. They say the same thing over and over again. You've got to find a new way of wooing her over. Obviously, he didn't say it as good as I've just said it. But he was like, listen, bruv, just go and get them girls, innit? That's that's, (laughs) that's probably what he said. But essentially, it made me look at success in a completely different way. And it made me turn it on the head, such as if I was to approach a woman or speak to someone that I really liked, I don't want to say the same things that everyone's been saying to her. I want to approach it in a completely different way. So we talk about six completely different ways that you can approach success. And one of the fundamental ways is accepting that your brain's actually designed to slow you down. Your brain is evolutionarily. Yeah, 
you, you're designed simply for your brain to digest food, blood circulation. So every time it comes down to doing that heavy task or that big task or starting a business or doing something, your brain says, hey, how about we watch some YouTube? How about we listen to Ted's podcast? How about we cut videos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a shout out. How about we do this and we do that? But your brain doesn't want you to exert itself. So it's actually against the word exertion. Yeah, conserving and energy. To it's, the trying life, to, yeah. it's trying to look after itself. So what we've got to do is do six little tiny things to trick your brain into saying, hey, do you know what? It might actually be okay to go against the grain. Let me give you a leeway and you use the opportunity to quickly start building success. So grab yourself a copy, change your life. Amazon is on Amazon? Amazon. I've been told this, and again, because I am Kanye West, I've been told... I hope you don't support Trump, though. Like, ye- No, I don't. Yeah, Kanye, is a, he's a nutter. <laughs> but this is what I've been told. Might not be true, and you should find out from yourself. I've been told that this book is top five. I know it sounds crazy. Wait, 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 wait. I know it sounds crazy. I've been told that this book is top five self-development book. Top five. Top five. On Amazon. No, oh, I didn't make oh, it on Amazon. Oh. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, whoa, no, 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 I'm no, taking no. one of these. No, 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 no. I'm just talking about from the reviews and or the someone feedback. Is... Not someone, many people. Many, yeah, many, many people. people. Many people. Look at the reviews before you buy it, guys. It's there on Amazon. I guarantee you it will change your life. It will give you the kick that you need to get yourself started. That's just my mentoring style. That's just my, my, my teaching style. Um, I don't play any games because I want you to have some results. And sometimes we need someone to push us. And um, that's why they call me the a catalyst consultant. So that's what my bio is. If you go on my website, I'm called a catalyst consultant because a catalyst is someone that lights fire beneath you and causes a reaction. So Mm -hmm. my job is literally to come behind you, push you off the bridge and watch you fly. That's me, baby. Okay, I didn't realise I was talking to the Galdim Sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realise. Galdim Sugar. I I didn't realise I was in the midst of that. Lord, I didn't come prepared. Um, So, TJ, we've reached the end of the podcast. Amazing. Is, Is there a message you want to leave the people with? Yeah, three things. Lead with value, um, take action, and the last one, enjoy failure. Enjoy failure. TJ, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. No, thank you very much. If people want to get hold of you, yes. what's the best way to do it? You can catch me on Facebook, TJ Atkinson, and you can catch me on Instagram where I'm always posting. It's at TJA Life, L-I-F-E. Catch you guys soon. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.